Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Let's praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. And uh, we are handling the book of Matthew. And uh, I want us to continue from where we left off. And we were moving to chapter 10 of the book of Matthew. And I want us to study together today. Chapter 10 of the book of Matthew starts by saying, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. There is something interesting that is happening here. Jesus has his people, he has his disciples, and then he gives them authority. For you to do anything, you require authority. As we know, when it comes to just the normal physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm, you require authority. And that's what Jesus does. And he gives it to his disciples. Jesus knows that with this ministry he's doing and he's carrying out at this time, he was the one healing. He was the one praying for the sick. He was the one casting out demons. But this was not going to be just him. It was not just going to be about him. So he delegates he gives authority to his disciples and says, it's also time for you to go out and do that. And this is amazing. Because in these days, you might find that uh, there is so much happening in, in the religious circle today. And someone would want to have it all for themselves. Because, you know, there is that recognition it might give, there's that attention it might attract to you, and you want it all for yourself. You want to be the star of the show, but Jesus here is not saying I'm the star of the show. Of course, technically he is, but he's not going to keep it to himself and say, it is only me who will pray for them. Remember, people would pour to him all the time. They would rush to him. Yeah, pray for us. Heal us. Yeah, we are sick. We are burdened. But Jesus makes a decision. That I'm going to give authority to the 12 disciples that I have. There were very many who followed. There are places where we read about 70. But he gives it to his 12. There are those that God chooses to give authority. There are those God chooses to use. Yeah, There are those that God will pick out and say, this is the one that I'm going to uh, use. But now, the beauty is, if you're a disciple of Christ, then you have access to such authority. When you're a disciple of Christ, then you have access to this authority. A disciple, remember, in the definition of a disciple, this is somebody who follows to the letter. If I follow Christ to the letter, if I do what he tells me to do, if I commit myself to Christ and do as he commands me to do, then I am regarded a disciple of Christ. A disciple will do as the master. A disciple 
will be as the master. The master is responsible for the disciple. And the disciple is accountable to the master. And now, these are the ones that he picks out and says, I give authority. I give them authority. Over what? Over unclean spirits. The demonic world, he gave them authority over that. He gave them authority over any spirit that is evil. He also gave them the authority to cast them out. Yeah? If it is commanding to leave, remember with one word, go. He would command and they would leave. Now, what this implied was, even for you, the disciples, these 12 that have picked, you will say go and they will leave. And to you who is a believer and disciple of Christ today, you've got that authority to say go and they will leave. And to heal every kind of disease. He says every kind of disease. He does not say some diseases. He does not say headaches and fevers, then cancer do not. He does not say that there are some things that are out of reach as far as healing is concerned. He gave them authority over every kind of disease. And whatever disease afflicts the people of God, whatever disease affects and afflicts our people, God has given us authority to pray and it shall be healed. And every kind of sickness, all that Christ gave authority to his 12 disciples. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector. You remember Matthew, the tax collector, who we talked about. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. I'll pick out two people here, specifically. I'll pick out Matthew, the tax collector. This is a position, like we saw last time, that was not desired by any citizen in Israel. Because these would be looked, as, uh, looked at as collaborators with the Romans. And they hated them because of the way they would, they would act because of how they would cheat and steal, it is very well known world over that tax collectors are not very good people. And uh, they will cheat, they will steal, they will do anything to get rich at the expense of the ones that they are getting the taxes from. So they were hated. There was so much hated and people didn't like them. And they were thieves, if I may use that word. They were cheat people who, who would cheat others. Now, when Jesus, we looked at that earlier, when Jesus comes out and calls Matthew, he leaves his booth and he hosts Jesus in his home and his life is transformed. Remember, they even accused Jesus, say, you sit with the tax collectors and the sinners because tax collectors and sinners are one. Now, this is a man who is among the twelve. This is a man who Jesus is giving authority this is a man who Jesus picks out and gives authority to do what? To cast out demons, to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. What does Jesus do? Jesus does not look at you like the rest do. Your past may be so bad. You might have stolen every coin in the country. You might have stolen everything that there is to steal, that you might even start to steal your own things. You might have stolen every single 
dime in the world. But what does Jesus do? He can pick you and give you authority. That's the beauty of Christ. He does not look at your CV and say, it's too dirty. I can't use you. Jesus will pick you out. And Jesus will give you authority. And Jesus will use you as his vessel to transform the world. That's what he does for Matthew, this tax collector. That's what he does. He says, don't worry about the things you've stolen. Don't worry about the people you've hurt. If you can be willing to change, if you can be willing to get a heart that is mine, then you'll work for me. Then I'll use you. Then you'll be my agent of change in the world. And that's what he does for Matthew because he even ends up writing this book we are reading from. A man who was a tax collector, hated, a thief, the worst that you can pick, called a sinner, being used by God. And Jesus picks him and he gives him authority. Now in the places where he used to go and collect taxes, he now comes and lays hands on the sick and they rise. In the places where you were a shame, in those same places you will walk and you'll be a blessing. In the places where people used to regard you as a failure, in places where people would say you are not worthy being here, those are the same places when you have the authority of Christ that you step into and start to make things happen and start to touch the sick and they are well and start to do great things and start to be a blessing to the places that you were ashamed to. And that is what Matthew does. He walks in places, healing the sick, casting out demons by authority of Christ, yet his past might not, according to the standards of the world, have demanded that. There's a second man here that I want to give attention to, Judas Iscariot. Judas, we know, and it's mentioned here, that he's the one who betrayed him. Did Jesus know that it would happen here? Did he know that he would betray him? Yeah. But still, Judas had authority. Judas was a man battling with a problem, a love for money, a desire for money, an ungodly one. Because as we shall see later that he betrays Christ with, with just coins. He had his problems as Judas. He was the one who held the, the bag the, that had money. The offertory bag, if I may call it. But he never used to um, be very just with it. He had his troubles. And he had a desire for money that was very, very ungodly. And even with knowledge of what Judas is or would be, Jesus still gave Judas authority. And that is where we look at some things right now in our religious circle or in Christianity today. And we are asking questions. Can God use people who are appearing to us as ungodly? That's a big debate. Question that has a lot to discuss. Can God use somebody who is unjustly handling finances? Well, as far as we read here, Judas, with all his habits, God gave him authority. And Judas would go out and would cast out demons and they leave. Yet he himself was battling with a demon. And Judas is out there and touching the sick and being healed. Yet he himself was battling with a problem. And that is a place that you should not 
keep in comfort with. This now goes out to leaders and people that God has entrusted with ministries and with work and his his kingdom matters and business. The fact that you do, the fact that you work, the fact that you serve, you need to understand that is because of the authority that Christ has given to you. But as far as your own standing is concerned, your own life is concerned, it is incumbent upon you to fight the evil in your life, to fight the addictions in your life, to fight the temptations in your life, and keep on track because you cannot end up like Judas. How do people see a man who used to cast out demons, a man who Christ had given authority to pray for the sick and heal all cancers in the land of Israel or wherever the nearbouts that he used to go as Judas. And now all they hear about is he hung himself on a tree. He committed suicide because of the desire for money that he had. When you fail to deal with some of the problems in your life, with some of the addictions in your life, with some of those weaknesses in your life, you will serve with them. God might use you with them, but they will crush you down. And when they crush you down, how people shall look and see and say how the mighty have fallen. Because Judas kept on with his habits and Judas used the authority of Christ. How they had that the man who healed this blind woman was found on a tree having committed suicide because they gave him a few coins. Jesus gave to everybody authority. And to you who is listening today, Jesus has given you authority. And there are some things you do and there are people you pray for and they are well. And you even might get into a mode of arrogance that it doesn't matter what I do, I still have my power. I still have my authority. It is not yours. It has been granted to you. If Jesus does not give authority to these men, they have nothing. Every single one of us and everything we do is because God has given us authority to do it. It's not by power. It's not by your might. It's by the power of Christ. So these 12 disciples, Jesus sent out after instructing them. You wait for the instruction that has come from Christ upon your ministry, upon the work you're going to do, upon the role you're going to play. So Jesus instructs them and says, do not go in the way of the Gentiles and do not enter any city of the Samaritans. Of course, the Gentiles, you know, in that period, you have all the Greeks who have come in. You have Assyrians who came in. You have the Babylonians who came in. So it's a whole mixed uh, group. He says to those, mm -mm, don't go. Then also to the Samaritans. Of course, the Samaritans, you know where they come from. This was a group uh, while Israel was still together and split. Yeah, The Assyrians took over the northern kingdom and when they took over, took them into captivity, they brought people from out, from across the world, and they would put them in the land of Israel at that time. And Israel uh, eventually gets intermarriages and mixed people who come in the land of Israel, and these are known as Samaritans. You never had a pure breed of the Jews yeah, in the region of Israel. But in the region of Judah, they kept the purity. And that's where the fights now always kept on. 
that the people of Judah would say we are the true Jews because we don't have any mixture. But you, who are in the land of Israel, the northern side, you have a mixture, so you are not true Jews. So they call them Samaritans. Yeah, And he tells them, also there, do not enter. But go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's saying go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's interested first in the house of Israel. Of course, it's understandable that you're interested in those of the household before you rush out. You know, sometimes we have so much interest out there. Yet in our own households, there's, there's fear, there's hopelessness, there's poverty. There's, we show so much concern out there, yet our own household is dying. Jesus says, no, first go attend to your own household. It's not that you won't attend to the Gentiles and the Samaritans. You will. But first go to those of the house of Israel. And it says, as you go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The message is giving them to preach is an interesting one. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's not saying go and crack a thousand jokes in your sermons. It's not saying go and pick out the best stories that are going to entice people to accept me. No, he's telling them the message is simple. The kingdom of God is at hand. He's telling you, tell them the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is here. That's all we have to preach. And you know, sometimes, we, of course, it's good. You go sit down, organize your sermon. How am I going to bring, how will I bring in this point? How will I channel in a, a joke? How will I bring in a story that entices people? How will I use a song? But the message of Christ is simple. If you're with him and he's going to use you, his message is simple. He tells them, this is what you have to say. The kingdom of heaven is here. And he tells them that plain as it is. And he asks them, and tells them, after that, you heal the sick, you raise the dead, you cleanse the lepers, you cast out demons, and says, freely you received, freely give. There's nothing he has not given them. He has even given them authority to raise the dead. Those who are dead, they will rise to life if you speak to them. First of all, no, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's the message you preach. Then, raise the dead. Raise the dead. Heal the sick. But he gives them a condition that you're not going to do this for money. You're not going to ask anybody for money to pray for them. You're not going to ask anybody for money to touch them. You're not going to ask for a family for money to raise their dead. Freely you have received. Freely give. Now on TV, you will see preachers saying, come for prayers, come with this amount of money. If you want God to touch you, come with this amount of money. If you want God to uh, heal you, if you want me to pray for you, if you want me to lay hands on you, come with this amount of money. Jesus says, freely you received, freely give. There's no preacher on TV who did anything in their own power to receive the power that they have. Because they are working under authority of Christ, which the same disciples worked under. And actually for them, they were even closer. Because they were picking from the source direct. They were walking with him. They were eating with him. They were fellowshipping with him. And for us who by much proxy have received that authority, how do we come out and ask people for money to pray for them? How do we come out and tell people, you first sow a seed, then I'll, uh, you, you, will, you will get prayers to be healed. Since when does that happen? Freely you received. Freely give. Freely you received the authority 
the anointing freely give freely give doesn't have to be at a cost freely give because you received it freely and he says do not require gold or silver or copper for your money belts all a bag for your journey all even two coats all sandals all a staff for the worker is worthy of his support he's saying don't prepare a lot you don't need a suitcase and three suitcases that you're going out on mission no just go everything shall be provided for you and he says and whatever city or village you enter inquire who is worthy in it and stay at his house until you leave that city the anointing of god the anointing of christ the authority he has given them has conditions it has surroundings that it should be with it has places that it will be maintained and of these we are told the one who is worthy should host the preacher the one who's worthy should host the apostle the one who is worthy because this which has been entrusted with this apostle does not deal with evil sometimes you need to know as a believer the surroundings you will need to know as a believer the places you dwell you will need to know as a believer that there are some places that you're going to cut out of your life and say i do not go there i do not enter that house because in it is iniquity i do not enter that house if i'm going for ministry if i'm getting out for mission there is a particular lifestyle i need to live to preserve not that it it will require much of course god his authority is enough but you preserve yourself you keep yourself in shape yeah that you are in order and he says you will stay with the person that is worthy you will stay with the person you will inquire who is the righteous man in this town now that is where you shall stay and says as you enter the house give it your greeting if the house is worthy give it your blessing of peace you will know when you're filled with the holy ghost when you're filled with the spirit of god and you enter a place you know that this place is filled with peace that this place is filled with life and when you you're filled you will enter a house and know that there is evil here it is natural you feel it there are places you enter and you you feel that there is life there are places that you enter and you just feel there is a problem here what is going on here and that's what jesus is saying that when you enter give it your greeting but if the house is worthy give it your blessing but if it is not worthy take back your blessing of peace <laughs> he leaves those who are not willing to find him he leaves those who are not on a path of trying to seek worthiness to keep with their destruction he leaves them without peace cause saying take back your peace they don't require peace if we are seeking peace then we have to be worthy if we are seeking a life of peace then we have to be worthy because that is when we receive that blessing of peace and he tells them clearly that if you get to that place and it is worthy of peace give it to it if it's not worthy of peace take back your blessing of peace let them remain in their turmoil whoever does not receive you nor heed your words as you go out of that city or that house 
shake the dust off your feet. And he says, Truly I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. What is he saying? When you go out to that house or to that city and you are well received and they are hearing your words, yeah, that is good. That place shall be blessed. But if you enter a place, a house or a city and they don't heed your words, don't fight with them. Don't argue with them. You know, sometimes we sit in debates and we are arguing and people have just refused to accept the God we serve and they are being blasphemous. They are speaking wrong of him. They are abusing him. Jesus says you will not entertain that with arguing with them. Just shake off the dust off your feet. It's like you're saying, I leave it all here. I cannot progress to the next place with such a curse in this place because the one that is here is worse than the one that Sodom and Gomorrah had. The one that is here, the judgment I leave for this city will be worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. We are not going to fight with people when we are preaching the gospel. Sometimes you 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 will find that it's like a battle. You will get saved today whether you like it or not. We are not going to die with people trying to fight and saying, I'm not leaving this place until you've confessed. No. If they accept the words, if they heed the words, glory to God. Let them accept and walk with Christ. If they refuse, shake the dust off your feet. You have done your job. You don't have to speak so many words for people to get saved. You don't have to create an entire sermon of words and then you're starting to defend and defend and you're sweating and people are arguing and abusing and blaspheming and you're still there. No. If you've preached the gospel as plain as it is, it is the kingdom of heaven is here. It is the kingdom of God is here. Accept Christ and have eternal life. That is enough. If they accept, well and good. If they don't accept, you've done your job. Just shake the dust off your feet and let judgment take its course. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for the authority you give us. Lord, by your authority, may the sick be healed today. The person that has a problem with their heart, may you touch them that may be totally healed and set free. Be healed by the power of Jesus. We give you glory, Lord, and exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the world of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, BibleInDepth.com. 